Hello and welcome to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. In this podcast, I will be covering fitness-related subjects and my experiences to do with nutrition, building muscle and weight loss, to name a few, and how, above all, to keep fit for life. Hello and welcome back to my podcast. This is Alan Fitton, your host. It has been months since my first one, so just a big apology, really, for between that period. Actually, no. You know what? I'm not going to apologize because it's been one hell of a rocky 12 months for me, um, previous to the last one. So you know what? Actually, I'm not going to apologize. Um, just things have happened that have been out of my control been a rocky time but we're still here. So today's podcast is going to be a boot. Um, fucking destroying excuses. <laughs> I'm just going to be quite clear and blunt like that. Um, and I want to talk about excuses, motivation. I'm going to be pretty brutal here, I'm not going to lie. So if you're pretty PG, I probably so- strongly suggest um, pressing stop and leaving here. Um, just as an FYI, um, if you're here for the ride, grab a beer, grab a coffee, stick me in my ears, in your ears on the way to work, or no matter what you're doing, and we'll have a little chat on Goosey Gander. I'm not going to lie, I was actually going to record this on my camera too, and do that whole cool YouTube video as well, and put it on my, my YouTube channel, but I can't find the, the, the charging cable for my for my camera. Watching that, it's nothing that I can't find the plug adapter to plug it into. I've spent a royal 25 minutes looking for it, and I just thought, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm recording this regardless. You can see my pretty face in the next one. Capiche. So, let's talk about um, shooting down excuses and motivation. So, what, what what am I chatting about here? So, excuses and motivation. These are these are two two big kind of subjects here, right? And like, it all comes down to let's. It all comes down to how bad you want it, doesn't it? You know, end of the day, it's very easy to make an excuse. It's very easy to say, I don't have the motivation. I just on, on the on the bus on the way home from previously from having a, a lovely weekend with my girlfriend. And um, I was chatting to the guy on the bus. I see him quite a bit. Um, and he, he goes to my gym and he's, uh, he's hurt his knee playing football. And he stopped training completely and he got really into it. He's looking really well. And he just said to me there, he said, you know, um, yeah, I, I've just completely stopped training now. I've completely stopped it. Um hurt my knee and I just thought what's the point and that's 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 that right there is is an excuse let's face it um because if it was that important to him regardless of his knee injury he'd have continued training I said to him my first response instantly was I said well you've got an upper body haven't you and he went yeah I know so being complacent you know then how much badly does he want it clearly not bad enough and this is what makes a difference between people that are successful and people that aren't successful. Um, it's not about having a hero mindset. It's not about being an athlete. It's not about being perfect. It's about showing up. And it's about showing up consistently. I've had two pretty serious injuries in my life. I've had a herniated disc, um, a serious herniation L4 to L5. Um, and the only way that I got back into training was training because training's important to me i'm a pt this is my, this is my life this is my my routine my lifestyle this is my be all and end all right so 
when it happened, I'll never forget, I was being a dickhead in the gym. I was lifting a whole load of weight. And um, I just, sometimes your own mindset is your own worst enemy, right? And for some reason, I thought it was wise to be trying to push as heavy as I could for one rep on deadlifts, pretty much week in, week out. And I was doing this on sumo deadlifts. I was doing this on, um, what do we call it? Squats and hip thrusts too. Uh, hip thrusts are amazing, by the way, if you haven't already. They're not only for females. Hip thrusts single-handedly put 30 kilograms additional onto my deadlifts. No word of a lie. Uh, hip thrusts should be in any person's programming. It's a fucking awesome movement. Anyway, I digress. Um, and one day I was heavy back squatting and I was pushing to above 100, 100, 100 kilograms. Always struggled with squats because I'm a very limby in, in individual. Um, I have very lengthy limbs. And in doing so, I had a, well, what felt like um, someone got a knife and stabbed it on the right part of my back as I squatted. Um, I shunted the weight back up, put it down on the floor for probably 25 to 30 minutes uh, in a proper bad way. Um, and it completely ruined my session. And I went and stretched out, didn't hinge, didn't help or change anything. And then over time after that, a dull ache uh, occurred in my ankle. Um, and I started to, get in the, started to get the onset of sciatica. And anyone that's had sciatica, majority of people that have been pregnant, um, majority of people that have had a disc, um, a back-related disc issue, will be able to relate. And you know, you have there's either two ways that you have it: you either get the onset of sciatica when you're sat down, or you get the onset onset of uh, the the start of sciatica when you stood up. And for me, um, my 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 golden region was uh, the minute I was on my feet, stood up for longer than 25 minutes, it started to hit home. I get pins and needles in my ankle. It translate up to my upper back. Um, and get to the point where I couldn't physically stand up any longer because I was in that much pain. Um, I didn't take any medication, anything like that. Um, and so, yeah, I was in a, in a proper bad way. Did I stop training? No. I adapted training. I'll admit I did take up one to two weeks off thinking, oh, I'll take the full off the gas and see if it gets any better. After two weeks, it didn't. I started doing my own research online looking at... Um, to what I thought it probably was going to be, a disc herniation. That was the first thing that jumped into my head. And when I was around me, oh, no, Alan, it won't be a disc herniation. It won't be that. It won't be this. It won't be that. And I'm not being funny. You know your own fucking body. You you know when you've done something pretty fucking serious. Tom, Dick, and Ari can tell you X, Y, Z. Oh, it won't be this. It won't be this. But realistically, you know yourself. And also, B, the only way you can realistically know is to get a scan and get it actually investigated. Anyone can tell you anything by, by word value, but until you go and get like a scan done or something more serious and actually investigated properly, you ain't going to ever freaking know what the hell is going on. So after two, two weeks, um, I was still in a bad way. I started to train again. And after, as I said, my own research, I was pretty concrete sure that it was disc herniation. Um, so, but I knew also retrospectively, the doctors would not entertain a scan um, until about the 12 week mark because um, until it's been like a minimal amount of 12 weeks um, they all say online that within a 12 week window your body if it is something not quite serious it will repair and sort itself out um, and after 12 weeks guess what lo and behold no it did not um, but obviously during this time I continued to train and I was, just, I was you know from my own mindset of knowing what I thought it was I just tra I started to train more um, I adapted because obviously, as I said, 
my PT changed my life. So I stopped back squatting. I stopped deadlifting. I stopped hip thrusting. Um, I started to do when I did uh, any like rowing movements on back or anything like that. I did chest supported. I just sat down. Um, bench presses i was looking at videos by one specific creator called Smashworks. he's fucking terrific um and i was look as I, I was taking what the things he said on board in retrospect of you know not allowing to not stretching i think stretching is one of the worst things you can do for it for a disc herniation and for sciatica um and limiting movements that meant that i was bringing my knee or in towards my chest because that would make it worse it could in essence mean that my disc got pushed further away um and yeah so but i didn't want to start doing any rehab or anything until i kind of got confirmation of things really um so yeah so 12 weeks went by anyway i continued to train six six days a week um i took my routines out and um i changed things up I was doing like, I think a chest day, a back day, a leg day and changed it up to more like, a, I continued with a chest day. I did a, a back day, I still did an arm day and legs was limited and then I did kind of like two CV days, which was just kind of like similar movements but higher volume, uh, like 15, 20 reps and more kind of like a circuit-based version of training. Really enjoyed it and really kind of actually um, opened my eyes a little bit and, you know, helped me with endurance, with stamina. And, you know, it was fun. And I'm sure people saw me in the gym and probably thought, what the fuck is he doing? But I was having a great time doing it. I didn't really give a shit. And it just meant that I could still train five or six days a week um, effectively, being safe and not giving myself any more injury. And it didn't. So anyway, uh, 12 weeks came by and my back was no better. So finally, I was able to investigate with the docs. And then, the, the, you know, anyone in the UK, the NHS is fucking useless at the minute because not the, from their own fault, but the fact that A, we're overpopulated, B, uh, not enough money has been invested into them and C, they just don't have the staff or the um, resources to look after the country as good as it should be. So it takes a long time to get seen. It takes a fucking long time to, to get seen. So I knew that even when I got my doctor's appointment through, it'd be me going in to say, hello, I've got this issue. And then from the doctors again, be referred again to go and get a scan that we can take another eight to 12 weeks and get the results back from that scan and xyz then be referred to physio you're looking at like nearly half a year it's a fucking piss take so because of what i thought it was i already started doing little bits of movements um be it again from the guy smashworks um and started doing a few things and it helping a little bit but wasn't that balls deep because once to get it first of all confirmed that it was an actual herniation before i started doing everything and everything because i thought well what if i make it worse and that'll be my own fuck up so anyway so, so the doctors for doctors, it did take eight weeks to get my scan. I got my MRI scan and then got the results back from that. And then again, <laughs> to be able to get the results of that is another like freaking eight to 12 weeks. So finally, eight to 12 weeks, like we're talking like 24 weeks here already after we've been seen, um, which is like months. <laughs> it's a fucking joke. Um, and then I got it confirmed. I had a, a confirmed herniation from disc L4 to L5. Um, and they they'd referred me to physio um to, to, to correct the issue once i got that um that appointment confirming what i thought it was i then went balls deep and started doing physio from that moment are we still having sciatica like i was still being a pt i was still working i was still doing everything i had to do still i was still training six days a week um and because that was important to me but again i just was not being an obed and doing stupid ridiculous things that meant that it would obviously fuck me up any further or you know mean it that i couldn't train at all i was being clever i was being mindful 
and starts to do little bits of movements of physio trying to help myself out. But then the minute I got that MRI um, through and confirmed my first physio appointment, which again, guess what, was 12 weeks time. I was like, well, this isn't fucking acceptable. I cannot wait that long. I'm barely able to stand up. My, girl, my girlfriend at the time was like, what the fuck's going on with you? You're moaning and bitching all the time. But she obviously didn't understand the amount of pain that I was in because she hadn't experienced it. Um, and yeah, it was just a real fucking tough time. So back that, so then I, I completely went balls deep, got a bit of video smash work. So you gave five to six movements to start doing a day, um, two to three times a day. I started implementing it. And after, and within, you know, literally, I'm going to say within a week, I felt better. Shatika was, was lifting. My lower back issue was getting less and less. Um, after week two, my shatika was lifting up even more as I would do a few more movements in the gym. By a month in, my sciatica had completely gone. My sciatica had completely fucked off. I could stand up for longer than half an hour. And the pins and needles in my, in my ankle was getting less and less. From doing these movements from Smashworks two to three times a day, yeah? Outsourced and researched myself. Uh, six weeks, lower back issues starts to go. Um, the stabbing sensation in my back starts to, to, to alleviate. Um, and yeah, so I continued doing these movements in the gym and people in the gym probably saw me and thought, what the fuck is it? Because literally the movements we have to hyperextension through the back. And I looked like I was humping the wall. I was doing stupid things. But to me, it was, it was you know, uncomfortable and almost not painful, but uncomfortable. Um, and people, you know, I know that people were taking the piss out of me, doing X, Y, Z, thinking, what the fuck are you doing? And all this shit. But it was to get my back better. And I, I, you know, I used to care so much what people thought of me and in the gym and everywhere. And now I genuinely, I'd walk down the street naked. I could not give a rat's arse what anyone else's opinion or thoughts of me anymore. Um, I spent too many years of my life wasted thinking that way. And I think it's so sad that other people do, you know, have that same mindset. But I guess it's a youth thing. It's something that we all go through. So yeah, so doing these movements dramatically flipped the coin on, you know, getting myself better. So anyway, 12 weeks later, uh, my NHS physio appointment came up. So the first appointment that should have been to say, this is your issue. This is what you need to start to do to get better. I went in, I sat down, she said, how are you doing? I said, I'm really well. I said, how are you? And she said, so I'm going to tell you some things to do today. And I stopped and I said, I said, I've, my static is gone. I said, my lower back issue is gone. I'm going to stand up now for longer th th this time. And I'm feeling 99% better. I stood up and I showed her exactly what I'd been doing. And she went, I'm signing you off on your first appointment. That first physio appointment, I was signed off and ready to go. And she had to continue doing what you're doing. It's working. Um, but that's it. So, didn't need it. So, all that time that I waited to get that first appointment to get myself better, I did it myself for my own investment of research, working on myself, wanting to be better, wanting to continue to train, and in doing all that, improved me and got me better. Um, now, not you know, not everyone can be quite as lucky as me as, as having, you know, been able to cure themselves. It could have been a lot more serious. I could have had a, a crushed, you know, I could have had crushed, you know, discs, and that could have been a lot more serious. So I was lucky to have, you know, the issue that I had, uh, but still pretty damn serious. But I took it upon myself to improve because if I didn't I'd, I could have been sat on my ass for like three or four months doing sweet FA eating all I want putting weight on not exercise not feeling good because that was important to me and that's how much I wanted to get better like I referred to the guy in the bus earlier um he's got an injury but he he's just gone well is what it is just gives up throws a towel in doesn't want it bad enough Things in life all comes down to how bad you want it. And, you know, 
people's success is really shown in, in how much, you know, pen they put to paper to get themselves there. I think that's quite important. Right now, I've got a bicep tear that I did non-gym related, helping a mate um, change a fencing panel in his back garden. After Christmas, we had ridiculous winds in the UK, but it, it blew out 12 fence panels of his. So I went over to help him to fit some new ones. Um, quite fit, I thought, I'm fine. Um, a concrete panel below the, the wooden fence panel got wedged into the floor. A tree had fallen over and hit it. It was wedged on the floor. Dick had over here, went to go and pick it up on his own, picked it up, arm cracked and snapped, uh, tore my, my bicep tendon. Uh, and it is confirmed. Um, but at that current moment in time, I was caring for my um, terminally mother who had motor neurons disease. Um, and I knew that if I went to the hospital and if this operated or did anything on it, it meant that I couldn't care for her the way that I should and was needing to. And I could not let anything get in the way of me helping care for her. So that was that. Um, so sadly... Um, she passed away this year and I, I got it investigated after that and it was a confirmed tear, um, but a scar tissue and things such forth as that and to get it fixed, you know, it's never going to fix itself. But again, very much like my back issue, you can strengthen around it, you can strengthen the bicep around it um, and get it almost at the same strength as what it was. There's a little bit of deformity there that isn't that noticeable, um, but, you know, it's at the, the contrast now where I'm at there at a point where, well, if it got it operated on, um, it, it put me out of action for a long time Will I get much benefit from having it done it's a 50-50 chance however my strength and everything right now is back to exactly where it was I'm, I'm deadlifting the same amount I was I'm rowing the same amount I was my arm is not in pain anymore I'm getting good rotation movements in there so I'm not really needing to have the operation I, I do I do truly think now because how late in the day it is uh, it's getting on for like a year later now almost um, I think it'd be more detrimental for me to get it done than to not get it done so, you know, but again, um, what's got my arm back to being as strong as what it was is the time I put into the gym and doing movements and working on improving because, again, what does it come down to? How bad I want it and how committed I am, like anything. So, you know, we, we can, I don't want to keep this one too long because this is, um, this is getting quite lengthy and I've chatted for a considerable amount of time. Um, but, you know, excuses and motivation, you know, it, it, it all comes down to how bad do you want it? At the end of the day, if you don't get it and you don't succeed and you and you don't get to where you want to be, who's the who's the person to blame? No one but yourself. End of the day, um, you know that com, comes into all transitions of life: your job, your love life, anything. Being successful, studying, asking the girl out that you fancy. No matter what the fuck it is, you might fail. I don't really see failures as failures. I see a failure as a lesson learned. I think you've got to fail to be successful. Um, you've got to keep throwing the darts of the dartboard until you hit the bullseye. You know, you may miss 20, 30, 50, 60, 176 times as a random number for you. But it doesn't matter the amount of times you miss it. The most important thing is that eventually you are going to hit the bullseye. You are going to get there and you can get there. What matters is how bad you fucking want it. So that's enough of my voice today. Um, I'm going to get try and get this uploaded within the next week. Um, so thank you for listening. Let me know what you thought of this. Send me a, uh, a DM over on Instagram at CoachByAlan. Send me an email at, um, what is my email address? AlanFittonPT at iCloud.com. Um, if you're looking for a coach, for an online coach for lose weight, to build muscle, to get stronger, fitter, in the most sustainable way possible, then I'm your man. 
Um, so again, hit, hit me up on Instagram. Give this uh, podcast a cheeky follow. Give it a cheeky subscription. Tell your friends about it. Tell your friends. That prick and Southport, he chats a whole load of shit, but some of it does make sense. Um, but yeah, that's me done. I hope you're all well. It's good to be back. There's no shutting me up now. I'll catch you in the next one. You take it easy.